Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. How many people love the Word of God? Amen. You know, if I don't preach to you, I'm preaching to myself because I need more faith. So I'm going to preach to myself. And when I hear my own word, my faith will rise up. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We need more faith. How many people need more faith? How many people believe that our faith is not enough? We need to grow more. We need to have unlimited faith until we can move the mountain, until one day we can see the dead rise up and we see all the sick healed in the church. Amen. That's the subject in the camp this year, the subject of ruling and reigning with Christ. We're going to learn in the next few months, from, starting from the camp, how to rule and reign on this earth. We don't wait until we go to heaven and reign because the devil is not there. Or when Jesus comes back, he will put the devil away for 1,000 years. But now we need to learn how to rule and reign because we have enemy. And we're going to learn in this camp, the principle of ruling and reigning in this life, like Jesus did. When Jesus was walking on earth, he was ruling and reigning. He saw the wind, he stopped the wind. He saw the sick, he healed the sick. He spoke to the fever, and the fever went away. He spoke to a tree, and the tree shivered. He had authority. He knew how to rule and reign. And we can walk the same way he walked. Amen. The Bible says we should walk the same way Jesus walked. The Lord Jesus said that the work that I do, you shall do also. And greater work than this, you shall do. Amen. I'm so glad to hear many testimony when we use the authority in the name of Jesus. Actually, I went back to L.A. this time. The people in that church told me that there was one lady who came a few months ago to our meeting. I went down there a few months ago. She had a terminal stage cancer. And I did not know her very well, but the only reason I remember her because this lady kept following me when I lay hands. She just kept following me and want to be close to the anointing. And the last time, I prayed for her many times, actually, because she kept following me everywhere. And the last time she was standing on the pole of the church, and I prayed for her one more time, she fell under the power. And after that, she went back to her doctor, and the doctor reported the cancer is gone. And she, she's still alive today. She, she's so happy. And yesterday, another lady came to me and said that her daughter has bipolar disease. Do you know bipolar? Sometimes get excited and sometimes get depressed. So many months ago when I went there, I asked people to bring handkerchief and I lay hand on the handkerchief and give to them that you go and put on your sick relative. And yesterday she told me that her daughter was healed by putting the handkerchief on her daughter. So it's amazing when you rule and reign and you see miracle happen and see people get set free from sickness and disease and they can be effective for the kingdom of God. But definitely in order to rule and reign, we need to have faith. We cannot just walk around without faith. We need to exercise our faith. So today I'd like to teach more about what faith is, what biblical faith is. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things Hope for. Faith is now. That will produce substance, something you can touch, you can feel, 
you can sense, you can see with your own eyes the things that you hope for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is like a hand that gives substance, that pull out the substance from the unseen realm of hope into the natural realm or the realm of reality on earth here. So if Christians know how to walk by faith, we will see a lot of miracles happen. We will see a lot of answer to prayer. We will experience the effectiveness of prayer because we are able to reach out into the spiritual realm and bring something into the physical realm. But definitely our faith is not growing on the basis of newspaper, on the basis of TV show, on the basis of human opinions. But our faith grows out of the Word of God. Our faith is based on what God says, what God promises. In the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I would like to encourage all of you to take advantage of the technology. Thank God for the technology. In the old day, many years ago, I call old day now, we use tape. You can get one tape and you can listen only one time and it's hard to copy. But nowadays we have MP3, we have CD, we have podcast, we have internet. We can listen to the sermon everywhere, in the car, in the workplace. We can cook and listen at the same time. I listen to the Word of God all the time. And I got Facebook from a lot of news from Facebook that people listen to our CD. They listen to certain CD 70 times, and they build their faith by listening and listening and listening. That's why a lot of miracles happen in their life, because the faith grows by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Amen? Everyone say, the Word of God. Not human's opinion, but we need to stick with the Word of God. Faith is like a warranty deed. When you go to buy something and you say, I don't have money to pay right now, but I put down payment, and the seller gives you a warranty deed that you're going to get this car, you're going to get this house for sure. Faith is like a warranty deed that helps you to eventually get what you need or get what you want. Amen? So faith is so important in our life. And many Christians are not taught how to walk by faith. And faith must agree with the Word of God. You need to take side with the Word of God. If you always take side against the Word of God, the Word of God will not work for you. You need to always say, I agree with what God said. I agree and I keep it in my heart. And I believe that the Word of God never lies. The Word of God never fails. So you need to take side with the Word of God if you want to walk by faith. Christians need to be people who really stay with the Word and know the Word of God. Amen? Amen? So the more you know the Word and the more you believe in the Word, the better for your life. And that's why I encourage all of you to read the Bible, go to care group, study the Word of God, get into Bible study, listen to the teaching, and don't waste your time on the road. Just have a daydream, but listen to the Word of God to build your faith all the time. Amen? Now, let's look at what faith is not. Number one, faith is not hope. How do we know that we have only hope or faith? You cannot get anything from God by hope. You get things from God by faith. If you want to be healed, you need to come to Him by faith. 
if you ask God for a job, God's provision, if you want to ask God for God's protection, everything that you receive from heaven comes by faith. But if you hope, you don't get anything. A lot of people come to God and say, I hope I am healed. I hope that I'm going to get the job. And that will not work for you. How do you know that you walk by hope or by faith? Hope is about future. If you say, I will one of these days get my healing, then it's only a hope. But faith is about present tense and past tense. I have been healed. Jesus healed me 2,000 years ago. already passed. And today, I already received my healing. When you receive the Holy Spirit, receive the file of God, when you get prayed for, you need to have faith that I receive now, not tomorrow, not next day. I receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit now. I receive the baptism with fire now. You come by faith to receive from God. It's very simple. When I go to revival meeting in other places that I go, just go to receive myself. When the pastor called people to come out to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I just got out from the chair and I haven't even been prayed for. I just stand up, start to walk to the prayer line. God already fell on me. I start to get drunk already. Do you know why? Because when I start to get up, I already have faith. God, I receive now. Boom, God show up. God fill me up. Amen. The same thing when I go out to mission field and I lay hand on people. I believe now this trip, something good going to happen. It's about faith now. God has done his job. We just receive by faith now. It's not about hope, but it's about faith. Look at Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe or hope. Believe. Jesus did not say, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, hope that you receive them and you will have them. Jesus said, believe that you have them now. And then the materialization of what you hope for will come later on. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next minute, maybe three days from now, maybe a year from now, but you already believe. Amen? I pray for my mom to be saved for many, many years. I think almost 14, 15 years. But I believe she is saved. And 15 years later, she was saved. You believe now, but the materialization of what you want or what you hope for will happen later on. That is faith. Faith believe now. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. It sounds like a blank check with signature. Can you imagine if somebody gives you a blank check and sign the check already and you can put anything in there, but you have to put by faith and you get what you want. God give a blank check here, but that check had to go along with the Bible, not your own desire. Amen? Everyone say believing. Faith. Not hoping. Anytime you begin to think about tomorrow or you put it off to the next day, to the next year, that you may receive next year, that is not faith anymore. Faith is about now. When we talk about salvation, how many people are saved here in this room? You have confidence that your sins are forgiven and you will go to heaven. Raise your hand up. You're sure you go to heaven? Okay. Is it interesting that when we talk about salvation, you receive Christ, 
you repent of your sin, and you just have faith that I'm safe now. My sins are forgiven. I will not go to hell. I will go to heaven. I start to have abundant life. It's so easy to receive salvation that way. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourself, but it is the gift of God. So by faith we reach out to God, say, God, I repent. I'm a sinner. I want you to forgive me. Jesus, come into my life as my Savior. When I call on the name of the Lord, I will be saved. When we talk about the subject of salvation, every Christian says, yes, I believe. I already received salvation. How many people believe that you will go to heaven? You believe now you go to heaven if you die today. Is it so easy to receive salvation? The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So when we talk about salvation, it's easy. But the same principle applied to any promise of God in the Bible. Not just only forgiveness of sin and don't go to hell. But every promise in the Bible, including being filled with the Holy Spirit, being filled with the fire of God, being healed by God, receiving God's protection, receiving God's healing, all these things are done by the cross already, by the work at the cross of Jesus Christ. But when we come to other issues or other areas of faith, it sounds like we all struggle. But when we talk about safe salvation from sin, it's easy. Therefore, we need to expand our faith to believe that everything is the same principle, whether healing, whether deliverance or protection or provision or wisdom or guidance from God, everything that God says in the Bible or being set free from curses and receive the blessing from God. We need to understand that all these promises are true, are just an amen for those who believe and receive by faith. Amen. Actually, when the Bible says, that when you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. The word saved in the Greek language, zozo, is not just about receiving forgiveness of sin. The word zozo or salvation includes everything. Includes healing, deliverance, wisdom, anything that God will help you to have victory on this earth. Finances, riches, victory. Salvation includes everything that you need in life. So when you call on the name of the Lord by faith and receive, you need to understand it's a package deal. Amen? It's a package deal. It's not just only forgiveness of sin, but God can heal you as, as well. God can bless you. God can give finances to you. All these things in the package deal of the word zozo. If it is not about now, it's not faith. Anytime you push to the future, it's about hope. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Is that the present tense? It's a past tense. Jesus healed us 2,000 years ago. On the cross, when he shed his blood, by the stripe, by the wound on his body, we were already healed 2,000 years ago. 
So when we come to the area of healing, we need to receive by faith that the healing was done to 2,000 years ago, and now I believe I get it, and I gotta stand on that faith that I get it, and I'm healed, and I gonna be well. Amen. So the same principle is done. It was done 2,000 years ago. It was a past tense, and a lot of people argue like this. Pastor, I haven't seen the evidence. The X-rays still show problem. The Bible never says faith come after the evidence. Faith come before the evidence. By faith, then the substance come later on. The evidence come later on. Then you go to see the doctor. The doctor check on. Oh, it's gone. So you need to understand that faith come before the evidence. Don't wait for the evidence. Then you have faith. You have faith first and believe that the evidence gonna come later on. Amen. The second thing that we need to learn about faith, not only faith is not hope, faith is not something you kind of dream about or expect to happen in the future, but it's about now. Faith is not of the head, but of the heart. Everyone say, of the heart. Our life is composed of three parts. The physical body, the flesh, the mind, or the brain. The brain is used for remember, memory, for thinking, for emotion. But the spirit or the heart is a spirit. The spirit is a real us here. When you leave this world, you don't bring this body with you. Your spirit will go to heaven with your soul or with your mind. Go together. And then God gives you a new body, a glorious body. And one day, your body on earth is going to be resurrected to meet your spirit again. So, so you have the spirit, you have the mind or the brain or the head, and you have the body. But a lot of time, people come to God only stop at the mind. They mentally or intellectually agree with what God says. They don't really receive into their heart. And they just have a mental assent. They just, yeah, I agree. Yes, Jesus is God. Yeah, I agree. How do we know that a person just mentally agree with what God says or they believe in here in the heart? How do you know? You can notice by what the person say. The Bible say in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can see how people believe or not by listening to what they say. Because out of the heart, you speak something. For example, people who mentally agree with the word of God will say, Yes, I believe healing is true in the Bible. Jesus died for me. By his stripe, I am healed. But I don't know why it's not for me. I agree. I understand. But it's not for me. I don't get it. So that is we call mental agreement. But people who have faith in the heart say, Yes, it's for me. It's happened already. And I receive by faith. It's a difference between mental agreement and the heart agreement. Amen? So we have to watch our mouth carefully before you say anything you need to check. Is it come from your mind or come from your spirit? A lot of times we speak a lot of things from our mind. And that's a lot of problem. Not everything that goes through your mind you should speak. You should control it. Amen? Now, faith will not work for you until you take action. Faith will not work for you until you take action. There is no story in the Bible that shows that people just come to God by faith without action. 
That's why James say, "Faith without action or without deeds is dead." True faith will produce action. Amen. The action may be, "Thank God, you give me the job already, even though I haven't seen the job." The action of praising God and thanking God. Amen. Or the action of speaking something out of your mouth. You let loose your faith through your mouth. Let's look at some example in the Bible here. How the Bible talk about faith must follow by action, and faith must be released through your mouth and to your action. In Acts chapter 14, verses 7 to 9, and they were preaching the gospel there. Everyone say preaching. So when somebody preached, somebody here. They preached the word, and somebody here. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb. This man never walked in his life, never stood on his feet. He was crippled since he was young. He was a baby who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. So you can see here how faith come. Somebody preach, somebody hear. And when that word go into the ear and go into the heart, faith rise up. In order to build faith, you need to hear the word of God. Get in, get into your heart and build your faith up. So this man kept hearing what Paul preached. And what happened? The man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Paul noticed that the man had faith. Like what happened to that young boy in Los Angeles, that he raised hand to accept Christ. He came to me. He heard the message. He get prayed for, and he had more faith when he saw things happen. He heard the word of God, and eventually he came, keep coming back to me, and eventually he got the fire of God and baptism with the Holy Spirit because of hearing something from the Lord. Amen. By hearing and faith rise up in him. So this man never walked. He had faith. And Paul understood the principle of faith. Paul knew that. This is not talk about Paul's faith. His own faith. I want to encourage all of you. You need to grow up mature. Cannot baby forever. How baby behave. Baby always depend on somebody else. Sometimes people come to me. Pastor, pray for me. Pray for my mom. Yes, I pray for you. But at a certain point of your life, you need to stop depending on me. Because you need to build on your faith. And you can command it yourself. Amen? I come to this part of my life now. I don't run around and ask people to pray for me all the time. Yes, sometimes people pray for me. I thank God for that. And I receive all the prayer. I receive all the blessing from people. And I humble to receive. But I cannot run around asking people to pray for me all the time because they may be busy. So what I do, I need to build my own faith like this man at Lystra. Keep building my faith. Keep hearing the word of God to the point that one day when the situation comes into my life and I need to exercise my faith to rule and reign and to fight with the situation and to have victory, I need to exercise my own faith and take the action and see the result. So we all need to grow up in this church. My prayer that one day you all don't need me and I can leave this church. Amen? No, it was so quiet. You don't agree? Okay, I stay. 
I stay not because you need me. I stay because I love you. And I love this church. Amen. I just talked to God a few days ago. I really spoke to God. This is true. I say to God that this is my home, my family. I will stay here and stay with the brothers and sisters, see all the kids grow up here. No matter how much I travel around the world for mission trip, I'm going to come back here and be here and get all here and see all of you next generation. Amen? I'm not leaving. (laughs) But my goal is to help you to be stronger self. And you don't need to depend on me. You need to have your own faith like the man at Ristra, not depending on the faith of Paul. But Paul understood the principle. Paul knew that that faith will not work until that crippled man had to do something himself. He has to release his faith by action. Amen? So what happened in Acts chapter 14, verse 10, Paul said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. So he told the man to do something about his faith. He only had faith to heal. What he needs to do is to take action. Stood up. And what happened? The Bible says, and he leaped and walked. Wow. If that man still sitting there, oh, I'm crippled. I cannot get up. He's going to be crippled. But the man stood up by faith and got healed. Faith have to follow by action, like Peter. When Peter had faith to step on the water, he stepped out by faith. Everything we do in life, if we walk by faith, we need to step out to do, to take action. Otherwise, that faith will not work. Remember this principle? Faith will work only followed by action. We need to release our believing by taking the action. Amen? Everyone say, believing and acting. And another way to release faith is to speak it out. In Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. For actually I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. In this one, pass, one scripture, one, two, three times, Jesus talked about say, say, say. So one way to release faith besides taking action is speaking. We need to speak out opposite to the situation. We speak according to the Bible. For example, if you have fever, instead of saying, I'm sick, I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh, I'm in trouble. You keep speaking like that, you will never get healed. But you need to rise up and say, I'm healed. I'm fine. Fever, go away right now in Jesus' name. You need to speak opposite to the situation. Don't wait until the fever is gone and then you speak. No, you speak before. You release your faith by your mouth. The mouth is so powerful. Amen? This is how I... Take care of my patient. Usually the patient will come into the, we call, receiving room before they get IV and then go into the surgery. So when I walk in, I say, hi. I sign the paper and say, you will be fine. I say like this. The surgery will go well. Don't worry. I declare it. I exercise spiritual thing in my medical practice. I always say, you'll be fine. The pain will be gone. 
Amen. I'm not going to say, oh, this is tough. You're going to be in trouble. No way. You're going to be fine. And the Lord leads me all the way through the surgery. And everything come out well. Because I declare, I speak to the mountain. Learn that. When you get up in the morning, you see your kids. They may be naughty, naughty, naughty. Instead of complaining, oh, my kids are so disobedient, so rebellious. Don't say that. You say, my kids are going to be well. They're going to serve the Lord. They're going to love God. Amen. <laughs> Stop saying negative things about your family, your wife, your husband, your kids. Speak positive. Release your faith. When you look at your kind of nasty husband, you look at your nasty husband. I cannot say nasty wife. I will be in trouble here. <laughs> nasty husband. You look at your husband and instead of saying, oh, hopeless case. No. You shall be a godly man. <laughs> Speak by faith. And you will see. You declare it, it will happen. Something. Go- when you say that heaven, angels going to move for you. God, the heaven going to move something for you. Supernatural thing going to happen for you. Because you release your faith by your mouth and your action. Amen? And you treat him like a godly man. Don't treat him like a junk. Treat him like a godly man. Because your faith has to follow by action. Amen. Hallelujah. And you will see that happen in your life. I want to encourage all of you, if you really, really build your faith, I'm going to finish here by reading two more scriptures and then lay hand. You need to have a life of discipline to stay in the Word all the time if you want to build your faith. And never think that your faith is high enough. Believe me, there's unlimited things in the kingdom of God. This year, I should have more faith than last year. Next year, I should have more faith than this year. My goal is that one day, my faith is going to be to the point like I see in the book of Acts like that. When I go to mission trip, people get saved. When I start to preach, when I start to move my hand, people get healed. I want that faith. I don't want just to pray for people for five minutes. I want to just heal them, my faith. I have not, I'm not that level yet. But I, I want to grow more. I want to have faith to rule and reign. I have only one life to live on earth here for the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to waste time. I don't want to play game. I want the reality of Christianity. I want the reality of the gospel. And has to be done by faith. Amen? So what you need to do in order to build your faith, the Bible says in Matthew 24, verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The word of God always works. Get into the word all the time. Luke chapter 16, 17, and it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one little of the law to fail. Wow. It's difficult to get this world pass away. And God said, even more difficult to get this world fail. So we need to get into the word of God on a regular basis. Amen. Listen, study, reading, get into the Word. And don't just study the Word to be a theologian, to be head knowledge kind. Get the Word in and take into your heart. Every time you read the Word, you just mix it with faith. Yes, yes and amen, yes and amen. Not just study how long the Noah ark is, how many feet, how many hair is on the Noah head. 
that is our head knowledge. It doesn't help you. You need to study the word of God with faith to change your life. That's why I don't preach the sermon that way. I don't preach the, those kind of thing. I just preach something that builds your faith, so that you can fight the battle in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Get into the Word on a regular basis. Be hungry for the Word of God, and let the Holy Spirit help you. Amen. Does the preaching help you today? Yeah. We will continue afterward about faith the, the third time. Today, the second time, what Bible faith is. In conclusion, faith is not hope. Hope is about the future. Faith is about now. Faith is not of the head, which is only mental agreement. But faith is of the heart. We need to guard our heart and learn to build our heart up. A lot of young men and women like to go to workout club. They spend hours and hours like this. They build a muscle. They build a thigh muscle. <laughs> but they rarely build their spirit. You need to build your spirit up to be strong. You know why? Because if your spirit is strong, all the rest will come. I'm serious. Your health going to be fine. Your finances going to be fine. That's what the Bible says in 3 John. Say, if your soul prosper, everything else prosper. Amen? So build your spirit all the time. Don't worry too much about muscle. You should exercise. But also exercise your faith here. Build it up stronger and stronger every single day. Pay attention to more to your heart than just your mental and your body. Amen? And faith needs to follow by actions. Faith needs to be released by spoken words. Go home and practice it. From today on, every aspect of your life, do what I say here. Speak, take action, build in your heart with faith, and you can see that your Christian walk will never be the same. You will see a lot of answer to prayer. You see a lot of miracle. You see that you have more victory than before. The things that God promised in the Bible will become so real to you. It's not just a theory anymore. Amen. Do it. Practice it. Don't just learn as a head knowledge. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Father, we understand that we cannot please you without faith. When you look down from heaven into this church, you can put your thumb up and say, they have faith. They walk by faith. And when we declare, when we decree, when we speak on earth, when we take action, heaven will support. The hand of God will move on our behalf and things will happen. Father, we repent and ask you, Lord, to forgive us if we sometimes are slacking in the area of reading the Word of God. Studying the word of God We repent Lord and ask you for forgiveness If we ignore the area of faith And we just go to church for social For just gathering and programs But we forget to build our spirit To have faith To walk with you Father 
we pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will remind us to build our faith up all the time. I pray, Father, that many people in this room will one day check the nations, will check the neighborhood. When their neighbor gets sick, they can go out and pray for the neighbor, and the neighbor will be healed. They shall perform signs and wonders in their office. They shall preach the gospel. And people will be saved, Father. Lord, not only one man show, but the whole church shall serve the Lord. And Lord, shut hell and open heaven, and the will of God, the kingdom of God, will be established on earth here by the faith of Your people, Father. We bring heaven down here by faith. We want to see heaven in Seattle. We want to see heaven in our home. We want to see heaven in our church, Father. But we receive the substance that we hope for by faith. Now, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Before I pray for people, let me explain something quickly. I know that this is a struggling in doing a church in America because. In American Christian culture, we get used to singing three songs, preaching 15 minutes, and then people go home. So that is a culture to the point that a lot of Christian think that that is a normal part of life. But if you go back to the Book of Acts and go back to the life of Jesus, Jesus did not sing three songs, and Jesus did not preach 15 minutes, and then say bye bye. His service. Was all day long. In the Bible, God's servant did not just preach a little bit and let people go home. And that's why a lot of Christians today are weak and sick and are in trouble because they don't get what the full gospel talk about. In Jesus' meeting, he pray, he lay hand on people all the time. He lay hand, pray for people. The Bible say Paul perform unusual miracle. By the hand of Paul, he lay hand a lot. God used the laying on of hand to bless people. That is A B C in the doctrine. A B C laying on of hand. And I have to admit to you, and I need to repeat this again and again because we have new guests sitting here who don't understand that I struggle because two things. When I lay hand, some people scare. And they walk out and they want to come back because it's like this is not the normal church, but actually it's normal in the Bible. <laughs> it's not normal in America, but it's normal in the Bible. Number one, number two, people like to rush out to do some of their own business, so it's hard to spend a little bit more time in the church to pray for people. But I tell you, I rather spend another half an hour lay hand on people than to see my members. See the doctor with cancer. Get into depression and take so long. Get back problem. Get sickness and disease and family breakdown. I rather spend half an hour to bless people and have the Holy Spirit touch people than to see all the chaos that happen in the church nowadays. You agree with me? So when I pray for you, lay hand on you, it's a sign of love. I saved you a lot of money. To see the doctor, you need to thank me. I'm serious. 
this morning somebody picked me up from the airport and one new believer come to our church she is not sitting here so I can say it she come afternoon service she came to our service she got touched by God every time she so she loved it but she went to another group of Christian and that group said don't go to that church they're crazy this is what she was told they're crazy they land too much too much too much too much when I heard that I was laughing let me ask you if you go to God and you say to God God is too much having you touch me God is too much that I sit on your feet and have you lingering around me and touch me and bless me and soak into my body and my life my life you say to God it's too much God gonna look at you are you crazy It's never been too much to have Pastor Da close to me. Is it true? Why Christian complain that it's too much that God touch you? It means that they don't know God. If they know God, I tell you, if my physical body can handle, I like God to touch me 24 hours a day. But the reason God cannot touch me 24 hours a day because I cannot handle. I will walk around the hospital drunk. Hello, <laughs> hello. Patient, how are you doing? <laughs> and they would think that I'm crazy because I got drunk in the Holy Ghost all the time because my body cannot handle that. That's why we have a time in the church to just get touched and get drunk, get filled. And then you just have the presence of God linger around all day, all week. I believe that we don't get touched enough. We should have service every week, every day and get touched every day. <laughs> Hallelujah, but our life is so busy. We cannot do that. Amen. You understand my point? I pray because I love you. I let the Holy Spirit touch you because I want to save your money. Not to pay the medical bills. And I believe in all my heart from the scripture that when you get touched by God, your life will never be the same. I'd rather get touched by God one time than to have 10 programs in my church. Because you sit in the program for 10 times, you never change anyway. I see people get to counseling, have program about husband and wife, how to be a good husband, have a good wife. They sit in the program for 10 years, they never change. They still quarrel at home. But when the husband and wife get touched by God, repent, healed. Supernaturally. The husband repent, cry, because of the presence of God, not because of the program. Amen. I know this is unusual for church in America. But if I go to Asia, they love it. Because they don't care about program. They want the presence of God. We need to train Christians in America in a biblical way. Love the presence of God. Not the program. I'm not looking for the program. I'm looking for the presence of God. One touch of the Master, your life will never be the same. I'm serious. And that happened to me. My life has never been the same by the touch of the master. And I want him to touch me all the time. Touch me. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I 
Your glory. 